the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us. Thursday edition Bruce Hooley Show. Looking forward to it. We'll have Matt Mayer, Opportunity Ohio, and OhioMatt.com joining us at the top of the second hour of the program. We will start with some upset families. Uh, Grieving families is an understandable emotional reaction to losing someone in the violence that grips our city, even when the violence is the fault of the person whose family is grieving. But um, those families cannot be expected to have a rational reaction to what claimed the life of their loved one. We are a year out now from the death of Donovan Lewis, who did not comply with police when they went through a long, pronounced effort to get him to surrender peaceably in his apartment when they were trying to serve a warrant. And we also have a family experiencing much the same sort of loss uh, who is upset about what will be the release of body cam footage on Friday that will show exactly how 21-year-old Takiya Young was shot to death in a Kroger parking lot in Sunbury last week. Uh, Blendon Township Police plan to release that body cam footage tomorrow which, of course, is Friday, which, of course, is the Friday of Labor Day weekend, and that is the issue that the family of Takiya Young has with it. The claim is that it is being issued as a Friday afternoon news dump and that Labor Day will distract from it and it won't get the attention that it deserves. What the body cam footage will show, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Uh, Blendon Township Police are saying that, look, we're not Columbus Police, we don't have the same number of staff. We don't have a person dedicated to handling requests for this kind of material whose sole job is to handle those requests like Columbus police does. So it's taking them a while. And then they also claim that there are Ohio revised code regulations that require them to redact certain things from the body cam footage. Now the reports that I've gotten from police who have been involved in this investigation since it began are that Takiya Young, who was a mom of two and was an expectant mother, so that, of course, brings along with it a certain degree of uh, emotional identity. She's 21. She's got a 6-year-old, a 3-year-old, and another baby. Start to wonder about mm, life choices at that particular point in time. But that, of course, does not mean that she should be on the wrong end of uh, shooting by a police officer. But she was at the Kroger. People who work at the Kroger say, as part of a group of people who were stealing liquor from that store and then dispersed into various vehicles on the day this occurred. 
Now, it just so happens that there were Columbus police officers in the Kroger parking lot at the time on an unrelated matter. So they were not there for the stealing of the liquor. They had not been called. They just happened to be there. And the Kroger employees go out and they see these people who were stealing liquor dispersed to various cars. And they happened to have access to one of the police officers who was there. And they said, hey, this person over here was stealing liquor. She's getting in her car. She's getting away. Do something about it. Well, it wasn't Columbus police. It was Blendon Township police. So one officer stands beside the vehicle in which Takiya Young is seated behind the driver, uh, behind the uh, steering wheel. The other driver stands in front of the car. Now, why would he do that? To keep her from getting away, right? I mean, where do the climate protesters stand? Right in front of your car, right? They assume you're not going to run them over. Well, this officer assumed that, and he was wrong. Because the police reports are that Takiya Young, after being told to get out of the car 12 times, this is where it becomes a very similar incident to the shooting of Donovan Lewis, who himself had multiple opportunities to comply before he was shot by Columbus police a year ago. Takiya Young made a decision, and a bad decision. It was the last bad decision she made. She accelerated at the officer. Now the officer is under threat. Now the officer is under threat. His life is under threat. And he fired his weapon one time. He hit Takiya Young, and she died. They broke the car window, got her out of the car right away. By the way, her six-year-old and three-year-old were in the car with her, which, again, if you're in there with your kids and you're stealing liquor and you have them in the car and you drive at a police officer with your kids in the car... You're imperiling the safety of your children and, tragically, the life of the baby that she was carrying because not only was Takiya Young shot to death, but the baby she was carrying also died. So you understand why her family is upset. They love their daughter and they don't want to listen to the side of the equation, which is this incident was forced by Takiya Young. I hope we have a judicial system. I hope we have an investigative system. I hope that the powers that be that have the authority to handle this investigation will do the hard thing, just like I hope, ultimately, because they've already failed in one respect, charging the Columbus police officer who shot Donovan Lewis. He shouldn't be charged. He shouldn't have been indicted. He shouldn't be standing trial. He should have been exonerated. Because if that officer is found guilty of anything in the shooting of Donovan Lewis, then I don't know why anybody would continue to be a law enforcement officer in central Ohio or anywhere. If you can knock on a guy's door for 10 minutes, if you can send a dog in to bark outside his door, if two people in the apartment refuse to tell you whether he's in his room or not in his room, if you continue to bang on the door of his room and he doesn't come out and he doesn't turn the lights on and he doesn't have his hands up where you can see them when the door opens slightly, to me, the officers have more than exhausted their rights as a police officer to arrest that person in a manner that leads to him being safely transported back to headquarters. He brought what happened to him upon himself with his failure to comply. You say, ah, he had earbuds in, couldn't hear, whatever. Okay. At the very most, what you have there is an unavoidable circumstance by the officer brought about by 
and avoidable, yet, unfortunately, actual instance where he was wearing and apparently blaring headphones at the wrong time. By the way, in the middle of the night, 2 a.m. Are you prone to, like, laying in your bed in the middle of the night, blaring headphones in your ear at 2 a.m. so loud that you can't hear police officers banging on your door or a police dog barking inside your apartment? Is Is that a common practice? Sometimes all you have to do is look at these excuses that are given and say, no, that doesn't make any sense. I get it. The families are upset. I totally get it. They're going to have a celebration of Donovan Lewis's life, recommemorate his life this weekend. Perfectly fine. I have no problem with that. You love your son. You love your whatever he was, cousin, uncle, brother, whatever he was to people. I get that. Just like I get the reaction of the 15-year-old who now with his mom is suing the Franklin County Juvenile Detention Center, because he got paralyzed there in a fight. And he's blaming the people at the Franklin County Detention Center for making his injuries worse by moving him after the fight. Now, I've seen the video of this fight. The young man's name is Demarion Allen, his mother Mary Washington, suing five Franklin County employees and another 10 unnamed people who they say failed to protect the teenager in two ways. First, he should have been kept separate from the kid he fought with. And second, they should have cared for him more, uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Not lovingly, but carefully, cared for him more carefully once he was injured. Now, I said, I've seen footage of this fight. Demarion Allen has already made bad decisions to be in the Franklin County Detention Center. And then he made another bad decision. He initiated the fight in which he was paralyzed from the waist down. I've seen the video. He charged the other kid. And I, I've watched the, the thing over and over and over and over again. It's hard for me to see. Demarion Allen gets thrown to the ground or in wrestling the other kid. I mean, it's really initially as they engage in the fight, Demarion Allen goes to the floor, and he, it's just one of those horribly bad situations where he lands, and the way he landed, his head hit the floor or something, but he's got multiple fractures in his spine, and he laid there motionless. Now, You've got teenagers fighting in the Franklin County Juvenile Detention Center. What are the staff thinking? This could escalate. These two guys could get hurt. we got to get them separated. we got to get them back in their cells. And that's what I saw happen. People grabbed the two combatants and were putting them back in their cell. Now, Demarion Allen couldn't move, so he wasn't assisting in his own relocation to his cell. And so on the video, it looks bad because, well, he's not moving and they're dragging him around. They're trying to keep what? More people from becoming involved in this incident, right? More people involved. The last thing you need is like, oh, I picked this guy's side. I picked this guy's side. And we got multiple juveniles engaged in a fight because then what? A, something really bad could happen. And B, people who work at the Franklin County Juvenile Detention Center could be injured. So he is suing. He wants a big check. I wouldn't doubt that he'll get something, but I doubt that he deserves it. Now, we talk about and have talked about this week a lot of crime in Columbus, and it often involves juveniles, and it often involves uh, black juveniles. Uh, But that is certainly not crime and uh, stupid decisions, uh, the exclusive purview of juveniles or of any ethnic group. I submit as proof the case of Ohio Republican 
House Representative Bob Young. Uh, Bob Young represents Green, which I think is a township or might be a city. Is there a city of Green in northwest Ohio? My friend Jeff raised, uh, nods his head yes. Green is in the Canton area. It's uh, Stark County-ish. And Bob Young, you will remember, is the guy who on July the 4th, 5th, 6th, somewhere in that neighborhood, had a dust-up at his house where he broke a front storm door, uh, is alleged to have engaged in domestic violence, where he uh, terrorized, scared his children, got a restraining order, but he didn't lose his spot in the Ohio Republican caucus because, wouldn't you know, the night he got out of line, guess who happened to be at his house earlier that night? Yes, Ohio House Speaker Jason Stevens. It's good to have good friends in high places if you're Bob Young. I've said before, this guy should have resigned. He should have been made to resign. But he has not resigned. And guess what? He was arrested Monday for recklessly violating the terms of a protection order. He pleaded guilty. He pleaded, excuse me, not guilty to that yesterday. Do you know what he hasn't had to deal with? He hasn't had to deal with being kicked out of not just the Ohio House, but off his spot as chairman of the House Pension Committee. This is an own goal. This is a bad look for Republicans in the state of Ohio. We want to be tough on crime. We need to be tough on crime. It has to start with our own members. I don't know Bob Young, but I can tell you from the way he has comported himself, both in early July when he got arrested and now again when he got arrested again on Monday, that he has no business serving any longer in the Ohio House, and he has no business being the chairman of the Ohio House Pension Committee. Now, you might say, well, that's probably really complicated to get a guy off a committee chairmanship. Actually, no, it's not complicated at all. You know all that has to happen? Jason Stevens has to say, you're out, because he's the Speaker of the House, and he decides who gets committee chairs in the Ohio House. He's already bumped. Oh, look at this. Look at this roster of people that he's already bumped off committee chairmanship. He bumped Derek Marin off as vice chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. Can anybody figure out why? Why Bob Young, uh, why Bob Young would still have a committee chairmanship and why Jason Stevens would have bumped Derek Marin off not just not a chairmanship, vice chair of the House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, I'm sure it couldn't be because Derek Marin was the guy who Jason Stevens said he was going to support as the new Ohio Speaker of the House until Stevens arranged a et tu brute attack on Derek Marin with the help of every single Democrat in the Ohio House of Representatives. More Democrats, in fact, than Republicans who supported him. So Jason Stevens deems it a better decision to kick his rival for the Speaker of the House off a committee, that's Derek Marin's crime to actually want to be Speaker of the House, which, remember, Jason Stevens and every Republican in the House said he would be late last calendar year before they actually had to vote on it in January, and then Stevens and other turncoats joined with the Democrats to backdoor Derek Marin. Oh, look at this. 
Jason Stevens also kicked Jenna Powell off her committee ship. Why would he do that? Oh, I know, because Jenna Powell is a crusader for women's rights, for women's sports rights, for protecting women's sports. She authored the Save Women's Sports Act, which a lot of people are putting heat on guess who to get passed. That's right, Jason Stevens, and he doesn't like that. And so he's used his political power to disadvantage Jenna Powell. But his buddy Bob Young, who commits domestic violence and then violates the protection order stemming from the allegations of that domestic violence, Jason Stevens says, no, no, he's okay. He can stay in the House and he can stay in his committeeship. Man, this is a disaster. What an epic disaster. And of course, Stevens doesn't want to explain it. Jesse Baumert, who writes for all the big city papers in Ohio, just like Haley B. Miller, just like Anna Staver, they're part of that awful USA Today statewide reporting network, tried to get a comment from Jason Stevens. And Stevens wouldn't even come out and address it. Wouldn't even come out and address it. Said as he addressed it in July when Young was originally arrested. And that feckless statement was, although I believe that people are innocent until proven guilty, I asked Bob for his resignation as state representative so he can focus on his family at that time. But you don't have to ask for his resignation for speakership. Now, why is it such a big deal? You might say, House Pension Committee. How big of a deal is that? Here's why it's a big deal. Because if you are the chairman of a House committee in the Ohio General Assembly, you get nine grand of a pay bump for that. So you're allowing an accused domestic violence offender to benefit from a chairmanship on a committee and the pay raise that goes with it when all Jason Stevens would have to do is say, we can't have this kind of behavior from someone in a leadership position. You reflect poorly on the entire Republican Party, including me. But Stevens won't do that, which is just yet another demonstration, the latest demonstration, there are many, of why Jason Stevens is a horrible Speaker of the Ohio House, and why Republicans in the General Assembly get done about mm, 20% of what smaller, yet more effective, supermajorities get done in other states like Florida, Arkansas, Iowa, Texas, Virginia, and other places. This is so bad. I don't want to be one of those commentators who only picks on the other side. I want to be one of those commentators who has a higher standard for our side because we are supposed to be welded to the truth. We are supposed to be defenders of truth and we must walk out that truth or we are hypocrites. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.